Pelvic Rehab Research Podcast. My name is Becca Bissadolshensky, and I'll be your host guiding you as we take a deep dive into all things pelvic floor and research-based. Whether you're a pelvic newbie or a seasoned clinician, I'm here to help busy therapists listen through the Women's Health Study Guide. So if you're studying for the Women's Certified Specialist Exam or just interested in learning more about pelvic health research, we've got you covered. Welcome back to week two, article one. This is the VO2 peak prediction and exercise prescription for pregnant women. This was an article by Michelle Matola, Margie Davenport, Chantal Brune, Stuart Inglis, Sarah Charlesworth, and Maggie Soper. So the goal of this article was to develop and validate a prediction equation for peak oxygen consumption or VO2 peak using a progressive treadmill test and to refine the current target heart rate exercise guidelines for pregnancy. Current guidelines for women with low risk pregnancies are to participate in moderate exercise for more than 30 minutes on most or on all days of the week. So while that promotes exercise for pregnancy, it doesn't really give concrete guidelines to follow for target heart rate. So this article references a document called the PARMED-X for pregnancy, which is a guideline for health screening prior to participation in a prenatal fitness class or other exercise. It was originally developed for non-pregnant people, but as the PARQ by a Canadian physician, and then they recreated that as the Parmed X by a Canadian researcher named Dr. Larry Wolf. So this article is using that Parmed X because Canada uses this document for advice and the American College of Sports Medicine also endorsed a joint position statement where they highlighted this document as well. The PARMED-X document has validated pregnancy target heart rate zones for exercise prescription that they modified from the target heart rate zones for non-pregnant people. So why did they modify those heart rate zones? One, maximum heart rate during pregnancy is attenuated during maximal exercise testing, so that can result in a decrease in your maximum heart rate reserve. And two, resting heart rate increases during the first trimester followed by increases in heart rate as pregnancy advances up to 15 or 20 beats per minute over non-pregnant values. So this research is being performed because they feel as though this guide does not address every pregnant individual. It's closer to addressing 60 to 80% of the average pregnant women, but women on either side of the exercise spectrum may not be appropriate. So those two sides of the spectrum being pregnant women who are considered extremely fit and pregnant women who are considered unfit. So more specific goals of the study became to one, use a progressive treadmill test to develop a prediction equation for peak oxygen consumption, which is VO2 peak, two, validate that prediction equation, and then three, prescribe and refine the current target heart rate exercise guidelines for pregnancy, that which is currently PARMED-X based on age and fitness levels. So the methods for this study, 150 women between 16 and 22 weeks gestation performed the test to volitional fatigue. These women were separated into two age groups, 20 to 29 and 30 to 39 years old. They were then separated further into three fitness categories, either considered fit at VO2 peak at the top 25th percentile, unfit at VO2 peak below the 25th percentile, or active, which was between those two ranges. Now, 16 to 22 weeks was chosen to represent this study as the symptoms of pregnancy, including things like nausea, vomiting, and fatigue are typically pretty minimal. All women also had a low-risk pregnancy and no contraindications to exercise. So the study wanted to standardize the blood glucose levels of participants. So one hour prior to the test began, the participants had one pouch of carnation instant breakfast mixed with milk. 
the room temperature was also set between 65 to 71 degrees Fahrenheit, and pre-exercise respiratory gases were collected for five minutes while the women stood quietly on the treadmill with monitoring of O2 consumption and heart rate was recorded via ECG lead. The exercise had a five-minute warm-up at three miles per hour at a 0% incline, as that was considered a normal walking pace. They instructed the women to lightly grip the handrail at all times as well. So during the test, the speed remained at three miles per hour with increases to the incline every two minutes by 2% until volitional fatigue. If the women didn't reach fatigue by 12% incline, then the speed would be increased by 0.2 miles per hour at each two-minute stage as well. At the start of each stage, the subject would use the Borg scale to rate perceived exertion. Once volitional fatigue was reached, so a 9 to a 10 on a 10-point Borg or a 19 to a 20 on a 20-point scale, they began a five-minute cool-down phase at 3 miles per hour and a 0% grade. After the cool down, the subject stood on the treadmill while recovery respiratory gases were collected for about five minutes. Peak VO2 was determined by the average of the last 30 seconds of the breath analysis once volitional fatigue was reached. Since Canadian guidelines recommended that women stay within that 60 to 80% of average pregnant women's aerobic capacity, finding a VO2 value for the differing age groups and activity level was important and they used the regression equation to predict the target heart rate ranges for that 60 to 80% VO2 peak. Correlations found included a positive correlation between all exercise parameters, so those would be distance at peak, time to peak, speed at peak, peak incline, heart rate, and VO2. BMI and body weight were also positively correlated to each other and negatively correlated with exercise. Before going over the result, here's some context for VO2. So remember that VO2 max is defined at the highest rate of oxygen uptake and utilization by the body during intense maximal exercise that no further increases in work rate bring on additional VO2 rises. But VO2 peak is reflexive of VO2 max as the highest value of VO2 attained upon a high intensity test that's designed to bring patients to the limits of their tolerance. VO2 peak is going to combine cardiovascular and skeletal muscle oxidative function. Women were considered fit if they had a VO2 peak higher or equal to 27.2 milliliters per kilogram per minute for 20 to 29 year olds and 26.1 for 30 to 39 year olds, which represents that 35 percentile. Now this is just looking at fit and unfit. We'll go into that active category in a little bit. Unfit women between 20 to 29 had a VO2 peak of less than 21 milliliters per minute per kilogram, and unfit women between 30 and 39 had a VO2 peak of less than 19.6 milliliters per minute per kilogram, which represented the bottom 25 percentile. So I realized they're using the VO2 peak in order to find the heart rate level, but I wanted to give a comparison of a VO2 peak. And finding a reference value for VO2 peak was pretty difficult as a lot of studies choose to seek that VO2 max normative value. So I did find one article. This was in the German Journal of Sports Medicine from 2018 that had a reference value for comparison. So recognize that these were women with an average age of 46, they worked a sedentary job, and their average VO2 peak was 28.9 milliliters per minute per kilogram, and their average BMI was 24.6. So I'm including BMI as the study we're following noted that BMI and VO2 peak had a correlational relationship. So now back to our study. This article compares three categories of fit, active, and unfit. So fit women had an average of 31.3 milligrams per minute per kilograms of VO2 peak, and the BMI was 22.9. 
active women had an average of 23.8 VO2 peak and a BMI of 26.3, and unfit women had an average of 18.3 VO2 peak and a BMI of 29.8. So this was the first study to provide a validated prediction equation of VO2 peak for pregnant women between 16 and 22 weeks gestation. Fitness professionals who don't have access to a metabolic chart can use the prediction equation to estimate peak aerobic capacity in a healthy pregnant population who have been medically screened. This article additionally refined the target heart rate zones from the ParmedX pregnancy, which are based on age and fitness level. So I know you're all dying to hear it. (laughs) The validated prediction equation was R squared equals 0.72, R adjusted equals 0.71 and SCE equals 2.7, which was cross-validated and regression lines for each fitness levels were used to generate the target heart rate zones for each fitness level and age group. So I'm more of a heart rate girl myself. I think that most of our patients do better with a heart rate range versus VO2 peak and VO2 max, although there's always those patients that love those numbers too. Um, The ParmedX pregnancy document suggests that the heart rate range for pregnant women who are low risk and pre-screened between 20 and 29 can safely exercise at 135 to 150 beats per minute, which would reflect that 60 to 80% aerobic capacity. Data from this cohort suggests that active pregnant women fall within this guideline, while fit pregnant women do not. So for fit women, these target heart rate zones do not reflect that 60 to 80% of aerobic capacity, as they present with a target heart rate zone closer to 145 to 160 beats per minute. This intensity was confirmed via the talk test where women were carrying on a conversation without being out of breath, as well as through RPE. Of course, there's the other end of the fitness spectrum as well, where women within that lower 25th percentile would be inappropriately recommended 135 to 150 beats per minute, where this study found that the unfit category should be recommended closer to 129 to 144 beats per minute. Similarly, the target heart rate range for women aged 30 to 39 in the ParmedX was 130 to 145, whereas this study found their cohort having a target heart rate of 129 to 148 for active women between 30 and 39. So it's important that we're adjusting the parameters based on the pregnant individual to allow for more of an individualized intensity of exercise to meet the needs of that person. Other guidelines within the ParmedX pregnancy included the following talk test we discussed earlier and the RPE scale in order to further individualize exercise intensity. Now regarding the structure of exercise, Campbell and Matola suggest that women who engage in exercise more than five times weekly in the third trimester were actually 4.6 times more likely to give birth to a low weight baby. Those who exercise less than two times weekly in late pregnancy were 2.7 times more likely to give birth to a low weight baby. Now, this was a study of 529 women, and they noted that the frequency seemed more of an indication of birth weight than the intensity of exercise. ACOG suggests that pregnant women should exercise on all or most days of the week, while this study recommends that those who participate in exercise more than five times weekly should adjust to three to four times weekly, especially in that last trimester. It is important for all medically pre-screened pregnant women to exercise consistently three times weekly for the greatest health benefit. So I'm pretty big on takeaway points because you can kind of get lost in these research articles sometimes. So one takeaway point is that validated prediction equation. Um, I won't say it again, (laughs) but just know that that was a big piece of this study and that was a major um, finding for this article that they were able to find the VO2 peak prediction equation in order to generate those target heart rate zones for each fitness level and age group. 
This article suggests that fit women between 20 and 29 who wish to exercise at 60 to 80 percent of aerobic capacity should work at that target heart rate of 145 to 160 beats per minute. So fit 20 to 30, 145 to 160 beats per minute. 30 to 39 year olds who are also fit should work at 140 to 156 beats per minute. The article also suggests that women who are medically pre-screened, healthy, and at that lower fitness level should exercise at a target heart rate of 129 to 144 if they're between 20 to 29 and 128 to 144 if they're between 30 to 39. So fit and 20 to 30 was determined to be 145 to 160 beats per minute. Fit and 30 to 40 is 140 to 156 beats per minute. Unfit and 20 to 30 is 129 and 144 beats per minute. And that 30 to 40 is pretty similar at 128 to 144 beats per minute. Remember that while intensity is a factor, frequency plays a major role as well. Encouraging three times weekly for all patients is important. And then those third trimester ladies who are working out five or more times a week should taper to three to four times weekly in order to help their baby's birth weight. So that being said, this article encourages the use of the ParmedX pregnancy for medical pre-screening in conjunction with the new target heart rate zones and aerobic exercise guidelines for frequency, intensity, time, and activity type. So our next article is going to be by Karen Birch. It is on the female athlete triad. Hope to see you guys listening there. (laughs) 